Hello everyone and welcome to Virtual Training with People Potential, a podcast made for learning and development professionals and HR practitioners who care deeply about impacting lives. Okay, welcome back uh, Francis and Marian. Good to be back. Yes. Yeah, thank you. The, there were three categories we talked about before for trainer skills in uh, VILT, virtual instructor-led training, platform skills, presentation skills, um, tuning into the class or holding space, right? So we, the last two podcasts, we covered platform skills. Mm. I'd like to explore presentation skills. So when you think of presentation skills in a virtual environment, what comes to mind? Um, just presentation in itself. I mean, literally, it's about the trainer or the speaker uh, sharing information or presenting information or giving instructions or facilitating. I mean, we often use trainer and facilitator in, in, in the same way. And so I would guess that when we talk about presenting in a virtual space, that's any of those activities which is primarily focused on the trainer leading Mm. Uh, obviously verbally and visually mm. but now on camera so I would I would think of that as presenting especially within the context of the ILT what do you think May? Um, yeah I, I think um, so you mentioned so certain you mentioned a few things right so like facilitate facilitating uh, instructions I would add um, I would add the what we normally think about in class also uh, well the other area that we we do for face to face training which is your nonverbals right hmm. your your nonverbal communication how do you do that now yeah. in the digital okay. environment yeah okay, yeah? okay. Mm. so let's start with any one of those yeah what's What's, what's your pet peeve or pet issue that you have now, May? I can see it. You can see that I have a pet issue. Yeah. <laughs> I do have one, actually. Um, and not a peeve at all, not by mm. any means, but it's something that I'm grappling, grappling with. Grappling with, yes. Yeah. Um, which is in the area of the nonverbal skills. Okay. The nonverbal communication, right? I, I think I, I must have... I'm... I'm you know, every day multiple articles come, right, for me and presentation skills for, mm. for virtual meetings and presentations. Um, I think every single article says to look at the camera. So let, this is about eye contact, right? So in a face-to-face -face classroom, we all know, right, uh, how we make eye contact. So for VILT, the all articles say look at the camera mm. for eye contact, mm. right? Every, I think every single one, I haven't come across one, yeah. uh, uh, you know, that says otherwise. Do and you agree or disagree? No, I, I'm struggling with that because <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm trying, right? So for the last uh, four months, whatever it is, I've been practicing, trying to practice that. And that's a long time to try and practice that one skill. Mm. I can't get it, right? So I'm thinking, do I, maybe I'm practicing wrongly. There's something I'm not getting, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'll be interested to, uh, to hear what you say as well. 
The reason I'm struggling with it, and I see my trainers also struggling to some extent, um, and all, almost all, but so basically it's this, right? Nobody I know is looking at the camera. Mm. Mm. Nobody I know is looking at the camera, yeah. but everyone says we have to look at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? Is it that we, we need the kind of um, acting skills yeah. where you're, you're in front of the camera and you still can get all your emotion out? Is that what we need yeah. to shift? Because I can't see the problem I'm having is that I can't see. If I look at the camera, I can't see Francis's reaction or your reaction or Edmund's or my participant. I can't see your body language. I can't see your smile. I can't see whether you're concerned or anything like that, right? So what do I do? I keep looking at all the videos in gallery view, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I have to talk to the video <laughs> that I'm seeing in the in my meeting or training i have to talk, i'm talking to the video yeah, I, because you're, you're gathering input yeah because right? it's the closest yeah. i can i can have to having yeah. the live conversation yeah, right so i I'm, yeah. I'm looking at you yeah and you are not looking at me because you are looking i'm somewhere else in your video yeah, <laughs> your yeah video. but but looking at faces faces give you a lot of information it give me a lot yeah. of information right. right yeah so i i can't reconcile with okay. The, the the industry what seems to be the yeah. industry standard mm. okay um, for looking at the camera okay yeah you have an insight on that Francis um, I I've got I'm still testing out several theories that I have in my head um, first is that this is one of these conventional wisdom things that have gained traction and I don't know who started it mm. and as far as I can tell, there is no research-based kind of discussion or evidence that says that it's better if you look at a camera. Mm. All right. Okay. It's, um, it's about, um, I would say that it's probably something that has come out from, say, TV studios and presenters yeah. who coach mm. others that when you're presenting as a newsreader or a presenter yeah. that you should look into the camera yes. uh, because it simulates eye contact. And that's a key word now. If you look at the content that teaches people how to present on camera is that it makes the audience feel as though you're connecting with them. Yes, that's mm. right. right? Yeah. And so that's from a broadcasting context. Mm. And I suspect that this is one of these conventional wisdom that sort of people have blindly imported into, into the training space, if you like. So I've also been struggling with this because you know, I, I try and do what what people would consider best practice and yes i struggle with those issues as well about but i want to look at other people's faces and i'm also mindful that other the people in my audience are also not only looking at other people's faces and trying to focus on the trainer's face and probably spending 50 percent of the time looking at their own face <laughs> but it's true. I mean, there, we all do. Like, if we have a, we have a, yeah. if we have our own image up on screen, we we constantly yeah. checking back. Yes. Uh, yeah. The common things is, do I look right? Is my head straight? Am I in the middle of the frame? Am I too big? Am I too small? Yeah. Am I too bright? Am I not bright enough? Yeah. Uh, have I got spinach stuck between my teeth or whatever yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're constantly checking that. Okay. Right? So. Uh, but that's a different subject, which I'll come back to later, right? So in terms of working the camera and the term in the sort of acting and broadcasting uh, uh, industries that you are working the camera, 
And I'm not sure whether that's absolutely necessary in the training context. All mm. right. So, so I've been doing several experiments. And I think one of the things about a, a good experience is where the process doesn't intrude, that it's transparent. And I think for me as a trainer, if I want to be effective, I know I have the skills, but if uh, things distract me, so this is, this is a concept that comes from the inner game series of books, yeah, right? Yeah. That if something distracts you, it reduces the, the quality of your experience. So I'm aware that as a person who is delivering or facilitating, when something distracts me from my, from my performance, if you like, that results in a lower quality experience for my, for my learners. Yeah. So one of the things that I've been experimenting with is, A, does it make much of a difference? Mm. And B, how much should I be doing it? Um, because most people pay attention to their own images 50% of the time, I don't think it well, makes much difference. I'm not sure about the 50% bit, yeah, but... <laughs> Again, yeah. that's a bit facetious, but yeah. you, you, I, I mean, if you put yourself into the other side of, or the receiving end, right? Yeah. And many of us have now spent many hours sitting at a, at a, at a computer, participating in meetings. Like, mm. A, how important is eye contact from the speaker? That's the first question I want to ask. Yeah. The second question that I want to pose is, how large is the image of the presenter? And more yeah. often than not, if you use something like Zoom, is that it's probably about one and a half inch by one and a half inch. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. thing about eye contact just doesn't work. Yeah. Unless you put the person on presenter view. But yeah. what I find is that most people prefer to have gallery view. Yeah, sure. Yes. They prefer sure. to see lots of people rather yeah, than that's right. one large that's image, right? right? Yes. Um, and the third thing is that, do I need to have eye contact all the time? And so if I reference that to my live classes, yeah. the reality is no. I, mm. I reckon that in my live class, eye contact, it's only relevant when I am calibrating or temperature taking in my class. Mm. It's only important when I have conversations with people. Mm. All right. When I'm teaching, mm. I don't constantly try and have eye contact. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Why? Because my audience often doesn't have eye contact with me. When mm. I'm teaching, they are looking at the content that I'm presenting. Mm. If I'm using the floor, they're looking at content on the floor. Mm. If I'm on a flip chart, they're looking at content on a flip chart. Mm. There's no desire, there's no need for constant eye contact. Mm. So I'm now starting to be mindful of that, that when I'm presenting content, I don't bother with eye contact. And in fact, when I'm presenting with content nowadays, I'm inclined to not show any faces at all. So in other words, I just completely hide all, all, my, all my videos. So when I'm presenting okay. content. Okay. All right. So, and what I'm focusing on is I'm focusing on my content and I'm focusing on being the best version of myself. Mm. Yeah. And one of the things that I, one of my approaches as a trainer is that my energy carries mm. or my energy is infectious. And whereas if I'm worrying about, am I having eye contact? I know that mm. it, it's going to affect the way I come across. So when I hold a particular kind of energy when I'm delivering, mm. I am expecting that it will get transmitted to the other person mm. who is on the receiving end. So 
Um, so when I'm presenting content or when I'm sharing, I actually don't have any images of, of the other people in the room. Mm. Okay? Mm. However, when I'm asking questions or I'm having conversations, then I do make a deliberate effort when I am speaking to that person that I look in the camera. So if I'm saying, so May, what I, what I hear you say is that I then, even though I'm saying May, this is what I hear you say, I'm actually looking in the camera. But only for that duration that hmm. I'm actually addressing May. Okay. All At right. that point when you are asking a question and addressing a specific person, is the person's face on the camera, on, on your screen? Yes. Because so when, you have the whole class. Yeah. So when yeah. I'm I'm facilitating a discussion, yeah. it's important to have, yeah. to see everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. And I and I do notice. And that skill of scanning the room and picking up visual cues, I don't find very different from a live class. I mean, in a normal live class, I would have yeah. anything up to twenty people in a class. Yeah. All right. And they might be sitting up to maybe uh, uh, almost almost seven or eight meters away from me. Yeah. And I think in terms of how, how, how much information I get, not very different from scanning a screen with about the same 15, number of yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, what's your take on that? Does that solve your struggle with looking into the camera? Well, I'm actually intrigued. I, I, I would be intrigued to experience a training so as a participant mm. with a trainer who uses the camera according to what all these articles say mm. right because so far i haven't experienced that in all, almost every meeting or training um, um the presenter or whoever's leading the meeting is not looking at the cameras looking at the videos, right? Hmm. So I, I think for me, if I experienced somebody looking at a camera and felt that, oh, wow, this person is really talking to me, hmm. right? Then I might, it might convince me. Hmm. I haven't had that experience yet. So, I, so my, my personal experience is that it's very hard for me to do as a presenter. Hmm. It's very difficult to look at the camera and not look at the person. Hmm. Right, so I think Francis, uh, the uh, maybe maybe one thing that might I might experiment with is not having the videos on at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at certain times. At certain times, yeah. right? Yeah. So so then I can look at the camera. Yeah, that's right. And talk. I think I yeah. think that's a, a interesting workaround. Yeah. It's when those videos are okay. there. Yeah. yeah. So so that's that's something okay. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very good. What else is there about presentation skills in virtual training? that you like to impact? Um, I would, I think the, I'm mindful that many people are still early in their journey in terms of presenting or teaching in a virtual space. Hmm. Uh, I think the first thing that I would then say is uh, be kind to yourself and hmm. don't expect that you can work at the level that you're used to hmm. and that's okay. Hmm. All right, that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, it's about the design, not the technology. Mm. I think many 
many people are wowed by what's mm. possible in terms of yeah, what we yeah, call yeah. the you know, the communication yeah. channel, the, the yeah, workspace yeah. channel, the yeah, accessory yeah, yeah. apps, and it continues to <laughs> it's evolve, like, it's right? Like sound effects in PowerPoint years ago. <laughs> yes, it came out. Yes, know? yes. <laughs> no, people just and get get so oh, I I I want to try and do yeah, all of yeah, these yeah. things, right? So I think when you're first starting, try and keep it as simple as possible. Hmm. Pay attention to the design. And I repeat that, mm. pay attention to the design. Mm. And the design cannot be the same as a live classroom. You mm. really have to, uh, the word I like to use is, you really have to transform your design mm. um, so that it is uh, fit for use in the virtual environment. Mm. So keep it simple and keep the, keep the, keep the design simple, mm. all right? That's the first thing. The second thing is that if you do struggle, and usually it's only in the early days, right? When we when we use new tools or new in, or work in a new environment and we do struggle, ask for help. Having a good supportive producer just relieves the load. Mm. However, don't become dependent on a producer. Yeah. Right? Take it as yeah. a personal development and, and challenge yeah. that you learn to control more and more of your own environment. And mm. Any seasoned trainer will tell you that the more control you feel that you have over your environment, uh, the more effective you are, the more flexible you are, the more you can innovate, the more you can adapt to the situation, mm. the more that you can cater for specific things that pop up in mm. the room. And I think that's very important. Mm. But at the start, be kind to yourself if you're not doing as well as you used to be. Yeah. Uh, because one of the things that May was having a chuckle earlier was that you know, I said that, look, no, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with certain aspects. I mean, I've been doing this VILT thing for like six years or so now. But the thing is, there's just so much new stuff. And even Zoom, for example, like Zoom is very popular now, yeah. right? Yeah. Zoom six months ago to what Zoom is today has yeah. actually changed. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Yes. And every time there's a ma major revision, some of the controls change, yeah. yes. right? Mm. Some of the default settings yeah. change. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm sort yeah. of have to reset. Okay. okay. Now, I, I, I hear you. What, what, uh, what, if I may summarize the discussion so far, it seems to me that when it comes to presentation skills, uh, switch off the videos of all the participants, except when you're asking questions. Get a focus on design, focus on knowing your platform. And once you've got that, you, you don't need to bother about presentation skills. It, it, seems, to be, it seems to be that. It seems to be non-verbal communication is not important. And well, voice tonality, you know, stuff like mm, that is not important. I, yeah, I'm not sure that it's not important. I, okay. think, I think it's, it's, it is, um, because, yeah, so I'm not sure it's not important. Partly because um, if you take voice, right? Um, I was re I was reading an article actually from uh, my uh, alumni um, from my university, right? University of Melbourne. So they've done a study on, on about you how we use our voice in virtual workshop uh, and virtual presentations and meetings and all that. And um, they found that most of us are straining our voices. Hmm. Even though we are we are right there in front of our computer, 
we're straining. We're speaking too loudly. We are straining, speaking mm. from mm. the throat, mm. uh, abdominal breathing, all of that diaphragmatical diaphragmatic breathing is all gone. It doesn't the, help you sitting down. It doesn't help you sitting down, right? So, so and when I when I came across that article in the study, I thought, and I then I started to listen to myself. Mm. I said that's absolutely true, mm. and not just myself, but others, right? In mm. in the in our organization at mm. meetings, yeah. we are raising our voices yeah. partly because we are we. We are trying to reach these people that are yeah. far that away. Far away. <laughs> right. it's, a, it's a psychological <laughs> phenomenon that, yeah. that you yeah. feel that they are far away. So you yeah. do raise your voice. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think so. What we used to teach about voice in yeah. in um, classroom setup. Classroom setup still applies, you mm. know, the engagement in your voice, mm. variety, all of mm. that still applies, mm. right? As Francis, you said that earlier, mm. you know, bring the things that we used to do, bring it into mm. the virtual mm. environment. Mm. Okay. The new part, I think, is um, um, I think we need to be mindful of our volume, mm. the volume and straining, because mm. that, that uh, apparently, I think uh, many of us are doing that, okay. yeah. myself included. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? yeah. So, so that's something new in yeah. terms of a skill. Yep. Yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't say that it's not important. All right. My assumption, and mm. this is based on a sample size of one myself. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Have to, is that if I am relaxed and I am able to get back into a state, my training state, which is similar to the state that I had when I was in a live room, all of those skills would come to the fore. Right, that I would be able to project myself, I would be able to project my energy, I would be able to shift my, my mood and my emotions and my intentions through my voice, my gestures, because that's natural. Yeah. Right? As an as a experienced trainer, in a life room, I would never have to think about it. Yeah. And my point is this, in the virtual environment, when, when, it, when the environment or the tools intrude on your performance and distract you from your performance, then you have, then you have to be co consciously competent. Okay. And that's yeah. when it becomes an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you keep it simple, yeah. trust that you have a yeah. good design, and we may talk about that, right? The assumption yeah. is you have a good design, Keep it simple and have a producer if you're new, yeah. then it allows and don't have some of this conventional wisdom about looking in the camera yeah. all the time and so on yeah. bother you. Yeah. Then all your presentation skills that you have in the live room yeah. uh, Come back. comes back. And, and hopefully there were good presentation skills in, <laughs> in your Actually, life. I, we talk about practice, good practice. Yeah. I, I, practice. I disagree slightly. Oh, okay. I mean, I agree with most of it. Yeah. Very good. But um, I disagree slightly, just slightly, right? Yeah. Because of the new, the medium that we are in. So, for example, I've noticed that um, gestures in the face-to-face -face classroom, yeah. we can gesture in front of ourselves. Oh, we are gesturing in front of ourselves, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and you know, high and low and wide mm, and mm, all, mm. all the our normal way of gesturing. But now, if you gesture towards your camera, the the audience's gets a disturbing experience. Yeah, it gets yeah. a disturbing experience. Yeah. Right? If you gesture too fast, which is something yeah. where I am guilty of, yeah. <laughs> or too much. It's, it looks horrible on camera. Yes, that's right. So we, we actually got that we, we do need to learn slightly new ways okay. of yeah. speaking, of gesturing okay. because of the medium, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and one more thing I just want to mention quickly. Um, I think because of the new medium also, Francis, you show me this. 
it's a bit of an embarrassing story, but I think one of the first uh, video meetings we had last year sometime, um, you said, uh, May, I think you need to raise your laptop. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm looking up your nose or something yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. right? Okay. They, these might seem really basic things, yeah. but all trainers need to go and figure these things yes. out. Yeah. What's the height of your laptop? Yep. How yeah. far are you from yeah. the laptop? Yeah. Do you stand and train? Yeah. So do you put your laptop on a standing table? Yeah. And these are the, the kind of nitty gritty of presentation mm. yeah. skills, that yeah. part of pre presentation yeah. skills, mm. right? Yeah. yeah. That we all need to solve. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you know what? I agree with you. Because mm. the part that I've not been able to, 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 to bring up so far is that these are, these are new distinctions. Yeah, the yeah. new distinctions. These are new distinctions. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, and some of it can be solved uh, by your setup and some of it can be solved by your technology. Mm. Right? Mm. So um, if you had the means and the resources, it is highly recommended that you get an external camera which can be placed further away from you in which you can then control the zoom so that you don't get this bobbing head experience <laughs> yeah, when yeah, people go near yeah, the camera yeah. or, your, or your hands yeah. becoming yeah, super so big. big yeah. right? Exactly. So, yeah. uh, so, and most people don't understand this, right? Yeah. Uh, your, the camera on your computer has a wide angle lens and, yeah. and therefore becomes very sensitive to, to, yeah. to yes. distance. Whereas if you had an external camera placed further away, yeah. then you don't get that effect. There are also other ben benefits of having a camera f slightly further away, which is it helps with the eye contact thing, right? Yes, of course. Because, yeah. you know, one of the things that we teach people is that if people far away, even if you look in their general direction, yeah. people yeah. feel that you've got yeah, the eye contact right. with them. That's right. And that phenomena actually holds partially true when you have a camera slightly further away. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing that... Um, I agree with May about this thing about gestures and so on, partly because of the camera distance, yes, yeah. exactly. but partly because we're seated. Yes. So you might have noticed that recently I've gone back to presenting while standing. standing yes, yeah. I noticed so that. I can have meetings while I'm seated, but when I'm presenting, I actually take over my kitchen. I have yeah. an island, sort of counter height island, and I put a big box on top of it, and then I put my, my, uh, my computer, computer on top of it, and so that the height of the camera is about my forehead. Yeah. All right. So that's the first thing. This other thing that I do is I've invested in a small little lavalier mic with a long cable. Yeah. So I can stand further away from it. Mm. And so then my gestures don't mm. yes. get bothersome. Yeah. But more importantly, I have found that when I do stand up, I immediately regain a lot of the skills, skills presentation that yeah, skills that yeah, I had as yeah, a trainer. Yeah. And I feel more comfortable, I yeah. feel more relaxed, I feel more natural. Yeah. 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 The part that I've not figured out is where to put everything because <laughs> now, now there's so much, there's so many things in yeah. front of me where it's normally in a training room. Yeah. I'm focused on there's nothing in front of me. Yeah. yeah. Like I own the space. Right? Yeah. Everything else is to the side, side yeah. and you might have a clicker in your hand. Yeah. Or in fact, I I hardly use uh, yeah. PowerPoint slides anymore. Or I would have a flip chart next next to me. Yes. All right. Yes. Whereas now it's like I feel like going out and buying a flip chart and standing it next to me again, just mm. just just to re regain <laughs> that. Yeah. But there's new technology coming out um, that allows you to reproduce some of that. But then you need to then learn how to yes, use it at yes, a high level. Yeah. So yeah. for example, um, 
if you use Prezi, for example, yeah. Prezi is yeah. great because it allows you to have the image of whatever you want to present next to you. Mm. Okay. And uh, there's a there's a new platform that's just come out. There's a new tool. It's not a platform. It's a new tool that's come out called Mhm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> mm. and mm -hmm is really really cool. It's mm. in beta, yeah. and they've only currently released it to I think two thousand. And what does it do? It's like a sophisticated version of Prezi. Oh, uh, wow! Okay. So not only can you have it next to you, you can get it to zoom in front of you, or you can get it to zoom behind you. You can reduce yourself. You can move your image around, and you can actually. Point at images like you, with your finger pointing at parts of the screen, hmm. um, and yeah. obviously because it's in beta, it's very very new. Yeah. They're still tweaking the features and rolling out new features. Okay, right. uh, but these are all new tools. Yeah, uh, there are different ways in which you can get okay. regain your presentation yeah. skills. So if I if I would summarize right, um, it seems that if you can get an external camera. And, and a better mic or, of sorts, you can then go back into your classroom training state. Yes. Right? State. Yes. And, and you don't need to worry about your presentation skills per se. Well, right? you have to be still mindful. Mindful, but, yes. but your, all your past skills come, come to mm, the fore. Correct. And you don't need to, to bother about them, including looking into the camera. Yeah. If you can't get a camera for whatever reason, or you, know, you don't have to add to the technology and you're very close to your... A notebook you need to pay attention yeah. to your gestures they're not too close to the camera your voice you're not shouting to get across to people who are far <laughs> away and you don't need to look at the camera in fact you switch off yeah. everyone's faces except when you are having a dialogue with them yeah. correct right very good thank you very much that was really insightful <laughs> i've learned a thing or two <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> Okay. And I'm still struggling, so it's great having this conversation because it gives me insights into some of the other things that other people might be grappling with. So thank very you very good. much. That was a good conversation. Yeah, okay, Francis really and Maria, thank you very much. Most welcome, thank you.